Hey, Bill. Here? I'm here. I knew you would be. How you doing, brother? How are you? Be back in LA with Look, I get to, get to bro hug. Yeah, you huh? do. Yeah, you know. I brought you something from my garden. Oh, that's nice. Nice. It does look nice. Yeah. Have you ever seen a zucchini that big? I think it's a little better it's, than nice. It's substantial. It's substantial. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I was talking to such, <laughs> quite such a stud that you find this merely substantial. Oh, that's good. No, I'm. I'm I, I, I mean, appreciate it looks it. like it was genetically modified what? with elephant cock. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> Where, have you just been at the Iowa State Fair or something? I've, I've been hanging out there a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't they have like, like biggest. They, vegetable well, I think, I think prizes? Might, Wouldn't this... I think you got to go there and compete. Have you ever been to Iowa? No, I don't want to go there. I just want you to admit that this is like... It's it's, it's, it's very impressive. Thank you. It's very you. impressive. Huh? Yeah. Yep. It's very well, impressive. Well, it's yours well, because I you. heard you hadn't eaten. <laughs> the elephant cock size. <laughs> Zucchini, I'm going to take it with me. No. I'm going to take it with me. Well, well you, they said you were hungry. Yeah, well, you know, I'll... Because uh, you're like on the... You're on the go, 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 all go. All the time, man. Yeah. See, it's, this is what's great. Fun, but this is what's so advantageous about running for president when you're 38. Because mm. I remember 38. And and I still run around the country, but I couldn't do it like that now. I mean, you really... But you've been we, through that phase. You know what Absolutely. Like, a bit. And yeah. you, you can just run your body ragged 24-7, especially I'm sure you don't drink or, I mean, you're... you're Not a... You know, try to try to not have too many vices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you think it should be legal nationally? I think that we should align the federal law with the state law. I think it undermines the rule of law that so we that have. So that means this. yes. Yeah, it means yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so uh, silly now. It's a joke. It's a farce. It's a joke that I have to look up where when I'm going to a state. And by the way, I don't even do it anymore because I figure if they're going to get me in Oklahoma for having this with me they'll be the ones who are embarrassed, not me. Well, also, here's the thing, though, is when you have different standards of law, like when you have that look the other way and sweep it under the rug, that's when you actually get an unfair state that can target people for saying the wrong thing, thinking the wrong thing. I don't like what you did here. Right. I got to throw the statute well, book at you, and then we're going to do something where we otherwise don't charge and it. And historically, racism. Hid yeah, behind, yeah, historically. Hid behind states' rights. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this was this was a this was part of our past. Right. And today, I think it right. you know political discrimination. I think is the new equivalent of unfairness in the law that we've seen for racism in maybe decades and centuries past. Well, I will say this: where I think we're fairly in agreement on. I keep saying my mantra is: let's live in the year we're living in. Yeah. Because so many people seems seem to on the left. This is a left thing. They seem to want to insist on having our deplorable past mm -hmm. permanently stand in for our much improved present, which doesn't mean there isn't work to be done. There certainly are still racists in America and racism. But I feel like we are very often not treating it like, oh, this is 2023 now, and this is where we are. This is That's the right. work that has to be done. But let's not be chasing these phantoms of racism that aren't the parts that exist anymore. Yeah, and, and I think that we can celebrate that. Yeah, I we should. That, I think that we should Progressive celebrate that. Progressive should. Right? I think that we all should. We are all, I mean, in some ways... I am pro-progress, right? Does that make me a progressive, a conservative? I don't, I don't know what those labels um, are, but I'm pro-progress. And so, you know, I think that the fact that we, what I tell some people, well, you know, often friends on the left is, have we been hypocritical for most of our national history? Yes, we have. But our worst hypocrisies. Hypocritical, you mean like all men are created equal? Yeah, that we don't yes. live up, we have, and the point I was getting to is those right. hypocrisies are our best evidence that we have ideals at all, right? Nobody calls Iran a hypocrite. That's a great point. Nobody calls China a hypocrite. You can't call them a hypocrite because to be a hypocrite, you had to have the ideals in the first place. Right. So then they have ideals. Now, are we a nation of gods or are we a nation of men? We're a nation of human beings, okay? Right. Human beings are by definition flawed. So if you have a nation built on ideals and it's comprised of human beings and not angels, then you will fall short of those ideals. It's just like definitionally right. what happens. No, but at least all, we have ideals. Right. That's one of my that's Well, one of my and also that we do improve. Yeah. That, uh, you know, this is what's so annoying about, I've done many editorials about this, just like 
again, just live in the year we're living in and stop like going after Columbus and like, yes, people were atrocious back then. He committed atrocities. I mean, there are elements of Columbus that we ought to admire. And still celebrate Well, today. we wouldn't be here. Well, I guess we would. Somebody would have found, Somebody would have, but, but, found it eventually. It's so but big. But it's the spirit of exploration, the spirit of well, being the, the unafraid. Right? That's what we the, take on. To have the balls to get into three little wooden ships that are probably the size of this room. And to just go. When you didn't know what was on the other Literally, side. Or you thought India was on the other side, is what you thought. But it was a theory. You had no idea. Yeah. You, they, everybody you else said, off. they said, you will fall off the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, you know, the reason they did it was because, you know, before when they, the trade had to go through the Middle East, if you wanted to trade with China, like Marco Polo, you had to tra- go through the Middle East. And it was called the middle because they were literally middlemen, like every, all the trade went through. Totally. And Columbus basically said, I would rather fall off the edge of the world than have to deal with those people. <laughs> getting, and the deserts and getting my the silk conditions. through <laughs> one more day. <laughs> I mean, these guys were the they were the pioneers, the explorers. And well even even the you know, the founding fathers had that spirit. Like take another guy who has that spirit, Thomas Jefferson. Right? You you have this historical view of Columbus. He's bad. He had he's, he's evil. He had slaves. He, he, well, he he was fucking one of them. Yeah, more than one, I think, is actually the, really? the accurate truth. But the reality is, he's also a guy. So so people say, I'm young running for president. I'm 38. You know how old he was when he wrote the Declaration of Independence? 12. 33. Oh. Yeah, split the difference. That was close. Yeah, but, but give him credit. Well, yes, and, and, you're right. He's writing the Declaration of Independence, and he decides that he needs a swivel chair. And I feel like I could use a swivel chair right now. But he, he decides he needs a swivel chair. So he invented it. Who so did? Thomas Jefferson. Invented the swivel chair? Yes. I thought Franklin was the inventor. Well, Franklin was also an inventor. He invented the Franklin stove. He invented the bifocal spectacles. Franklin's case, he actually invented one of the earliest remedies for the common cold. So all of these guys, they weren't like the kinds who said, oh, no, you're not an expert. You're not trained in that. They just said, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. What remedy? What's the cold remedy? It was was something that, it was like a homebrew. (laughs) But it worked. And it still works? You know, I think there have been, I will say this, I will say this, there has not been a good, like for all the things the pharmaceutical industry has created, a cure for the common cold is not on the list. Right. And so we haven't gotten further along than Benjamin Franklin did. And the shit that the pharmaceutical companies sell to treat it, the NyQuil. Was far worse for you than what Benjamin Franklin came up with. And and, and probably in the long run, worse for the cold, you know? Yeah, I mean, it might treat immediate symptoms a little bit or something, but I mean, some of that stuff. And look, I've. Designed to knock you out so you forget about it. I hate to do anything like that, but like uh, the one symptom I had when I had uh, COVID um, was I had a stuffy nose for a couple of nights. Mm. That was really Are you stuffy right now? No. Okay. Why? Do I sound it? You sound a little bit. Yeah. Well, I've got that 24-hour COVID. No, no problem. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No. So uh, I did reach for the uh, nasal spray because it was just easier to sleep if I I cleared my passages. But... um, I didn't know that about Benjamin Franklin, huh? Franklin and, and Thomas Jefferson. And well, Jefferson, I mean, Franklin, I kind of knew, but I didn't know about the cold remedy. Jefferson, I did. I guess they were all well. See, and you know, back, the Franklin stove is named after Benjamin yeah, Franklin. Yeah, back then there was something called the Renaissance Man. Yes. And a Renaissance Man yes. meant you did everything. That's and why we have that's lost not. That. Of course, I we love. I, so I'm into that. I'm into that. You're a Renaissance Man. I wouldn't say I'm, I, I, I wouldn't. Call myself a Renaissance like, man, but I but I respect the ideal, and yes, I do have diverse. You aspire interests. to that, yes. Yeah, and I aspire to be good right. at different things, right? Like the, I'm not some box right. that you check in some sort of ordered society. Um, me and I will have no, multiple. A Renaissance man, you know, could speak many languages. Yeah. He knew archery. He be knew good horsemanship. Sports could be the same guy who plays music, piano. music, uh, uh, sword fight. You know, like so I try to do this in the campaign trail. It sort of uh, gets my team gets under my team's um, makes them nervous sometimes, but. We'll play the piano. We saw. I'll play college kids in tennis when I travel across the country. We'll get the best college players and the local college tennis team hit with them. I rapped to Eminem at the Iowa State Fair. Made oh, I saw upset. that. Don't do that again. Oh, why not? Because it didn't turn out well for Kendall Roy on Succession. When oh, he, I, I didn't get to that part of it. Oh, well, he rapped at his father's birthday party. And oh, really? Guys who are not rappers rapping, it's just, I'm telling you, uh, 
uh, it's just as a friend. But, but you know, you my, know my, my view, Bill, is I kind of do what I feel like doing at that moment. And yeah, that's so the problem. That's kind of my, always, right, my I know, but, the, but when and that's people, the spirit of our renaissance. Okay, but I don't want president. Want to invent the swivel chair. I'll invent the swivel chair. That's kind of where I'm at. The idea of president, I do what I want at whatever moment is not like an appealing thing. I see why well, you're, I see why your team is trying yeah, to take you away. Just the so, rapping. Tennis yeah. is great, but Yeah, not, well, tennis is more fun anyway. So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at on that. Right. But but my, my point is, I think we have lost that spirit, right? Our inner animal spirit as a country, the people who run it, it has been caged. It's been tamed. It's been domesticated by this culture that celebrates vulnerability, victimhood, and penalizes the yeah. pursuit of excellence and being free. So and my you- view is, I think it's a mentality that I... You know, now we're doing well in the polls. I, I, when I was at 0.0%, I said the same thing. I'd rather just tell people in this country who I am and what I stand for. And if they want to vote for me, fine. Oh, yeah, you definitely... And if they don't, then don't. I'm, 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 I will be very comfortable with that decision. Well, I mean... But I wish more politi- I, I would wish for more politicians to step up and embrace that. Spirit. Right, but, you know, like, you're, whatever you're getting, 7%, it's, no one's taking that seriously, like someone with 7%. No, could you be president? Yes, yeah. things could change. But this is the time when you're at 7 I've seen this before with politicians when you can say anything yeah. because no one's paying that much of attention. And it's not like, well, he's not going to, re- <laughs> this guy's not going to be president. I know he's a kook who thinks we should get rid of the FBI and the IRS, which is kooky. You've studied the, it's not kooky actually. I'll, I'll explain to you why it's not kooky. It's the FBI. Yeah. Let me explain like, that to you Who's right going to collect taxes and catch kidnappers? You? So let's talk FBI actually. You want to talk FBI? Oh, jeez. Yes, please. I'm impressed. Bill. No, you've I, been reading the platform. That's I good. do this for a living. This Hello, you've been on my show. Show, this is right? good. Yeah, yeah. But you I know who you know. I am. Yeah, no, I'm, I know. I'm but... up on political stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're up on political right. stuff. But this is, this is, you know, getting into the details. So, shutting down well, the FBI. Well, that's a pretty big detail. Get rid of the FBI. Yeah, I would shut it down. And I'll tell you why. Oh, Jesus. You ready to have an open? You're an I'm open-minded listening. guy. I'm listening. Open, I know you. You'll listen. So, so, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm bothering with this, right? Uh, by the way, I have a book recommendation for you before I get to it. G-Man. Government Man. It's the history of the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover's History of the FBI. You read that book, that will already open your heart and mind to the argument I'm about to make. I'm already reading a book about tra- cross-dressers, so I can't. Okay, well, no, you know, kidding, this can come next, no. you know. <laughs> you know okay, go cross-dressers ahead. Cross-dressers are important, too. But the, the gist is this. The FBI is a failed institution. It is at once politicized, corrupt, and has been, in many ways, designed to be corrupt. J. Edgar Hoover designed it that way. The same FBI that threatened Martin Luther King with suicide, blackmailing him over incorrectly collected tapes, is now targeting its domestic terrorists for people who show up at concerned parents of school board meetings. So in some ways, it's built in by design. coming from the FBI? Yeah, it's coming from the FBI. Now, here's, here's an answer to this, okay? At the local level, you've got local cops and you've got local prosecutors. You don't have a separate bureaucracy sitting in between. Well, now let's talk about the federal level. You've got the U.S. Marshals, and then you got the DOJ. The DOJ has its issues, but you know, I think the president can reform that through good appointments. You don't need the separate bureaucracy sitting in between. So I'll walk you through the math because I know you like details for this to be credible. Well, certainly for this issue. Yeah, for this issue, right? Because you brought it up. 35,000 employees at the FBI. 20,000 of them report into work at the J. Edgar Hoover building. Still, they celebrate his legacy. The J. Edgar Hoover building of the FBI they walk into. In That's Washington. the bureaucratic rot. That's in D.C. So you're saying 20,000 20, of the 35,000 FBI home. men w- work in Washington in the same... They fit 20,000 people in one building? I mean, it's a giant building. 20,000 people? Uh, in that you know, I, don't know, I don't know how many of them show up in the post-COVID era for Zoom or whatever, and they have field offices. Well, that is a big building. But I'm saying are in back office functions. 15,000 of them are frontline agents. These are good people doing investigative work on drug crimes or sex trafficking or whatever right. it may be. They're not specialized at the FBI. So I've offered, if I may say it myself, unprecedented detail on how to get this done. Those 15,000 moved some of them to the U.S. Marshals, which have been far more effective at fighting child trafficking rings than the FBI. Move some of them to the DEA, which has been far more effective on the front lines of the fentanyl epidemic than that, has been If the you're going to get rid of an agency, why don't you get rid of that one? The DEA. Well, the, well, actually, the, the investigative crime, I mean, just 
that we have laws in this country. So you can debate whether you like the laws or not. But I'm saying as long as you have the laws, we're talking about effectiveness here. And my point is the FBI is broken. Take financial crimes. So, so you're saying the 20,000 people who work in Washington, they are all superfluous? They're, I, I can't tell you that every one of them to the last T is, but I've got four years to a first term. I got to move quickly. Yeah, I, I think you just and so don't... I say chop it off, shut down the FBI, okay, so... move them to the U.S. Marshals, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network at the U.S. Treasury, to the Secret Service, which handles some financial crime as well, and then to the DEA. Okay, That's so, the so here's something the FBI was involved with. I'm asking who would handle this. Yes. Say a, 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 a an ally country like Australia. Yep. Um, has a tip, uh, and we trust that they are an ally and the person is credible. Yep. And uh, he has been talking to someone who got drunk in a bar and said he had information about how a foreign country, Russia, was trying to infiltrate our election. And he was placed in this candidate's uh, operation. He was an operative for the person running for president. So the, the Australian diplomat tells the FBI... Do you think that's right? Well, I think we could have we could separately talk about the circumstances of that particular case. But you're well, saying somebody what, gets a tip. Well, that's what that's how the Trump Russia investigation happened. Which you know, I mean, you could argue this in multiple ways, Bill. Well, <laughs> I'm, arg- what I'm, ar- what I'm arguing is this. You could say that that actually is part of the corruption that led. Okay, to Okay, but what I'm arguing is this because this is what happened. Yeah, an, an Australian diplomat, somebody we trusted, said this guy turned. It was George Papadopoulos, I think was his name was a little drunk one night, and he was telling him about how much the Trump uh, campaign team was coordinating with the Russian government. Should Now, we can argue the rest of the night about whether, what happened after that. Of course, they did. Uh, but should that not be investigated by the FBI? Uh, and if not the FBI, I don't see how the federal marshals or who the Texas Rangers are going to handle that one. I actually think U.S. marshals would be a fine place if you move people to that really? division. As a side, I mean, I, so I'm going to resist the temptation to go down the rabbit hole of debating something that's like a dead horse that we needn't beat for what was, I believe, a deeply flawed Russia collusion okay, narrative it, that went nowhere. It, but, it, well, but, but but let's just talk about something like it is your question for the purpose wait, of reorganizing the FBI. We have facts that are, yeah. well, at least fact, we have the reports of two Republicans, right? We had the um, John Durham report, right? We have a Durham report, yep. And what was the one before that? The Durham Har- report was about the FBI. Horowitz. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were both about the investigation of the investigation. Yes. Right? Yes. The FBI opened this investigation into whether Trump was too involved with Russia. Let's just put it that way, based on this Australian tip. And, of course, it turned out he was. His campaign manager was sharing polling data with a guy in the GRU. But you know know who else was involved, too involved with Russia? Was the Hillary Clinton campaign. Not actually. That's ridiculous. It was via the the British guy, Christopher Steele, with the Russian disinformation operative, getting the golden shower story on, planted down, all used as opposition party research to get a FISA. And you know it. Both parties, politics apparently, is far dirtier than I ever imagined in both political parties. And I just don't think it was good for the country, Bill, that well, we okay, had that but, but again, inquiry for the first time. Let's go back years. to what we can actually talk about for real. Yeah, because this is opinion. just like ancient No, no, no. Just... Because the two reports. Okay. The Durham report. Yeah. and the They both said the same thing. And these are Republicans. At least Durham is. I mean, to me, I could care less okay. about the partisan distinction. Well, everybody else cares about it. So let's I mean, not pretend you don't care. Well, the, the, reason, I don't, the, the reason I don't care, because there's a lot of, I, I think about it as whether or not you're part of the managerial class. Or whether you're actually well, that's not how, being accountable. Well, that's to important too, but also and that exists in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party alike. That but we are class. crazy partisan right now, and people yeah. only stick with their team, even when they know better. I tell grassroots conservative audiences across this country, even when I go to places like Iowa, and this will surprise some people. I think it's unique to now. I tell hard conservative audiences that I could care less for the Republican Party. I really could, and I go to places like that's the not, South that's Side not, of Chicago. That's not brave. That's how Trump got elected. Well, I mean, I think I, I hear something that's a little the bit. The Republican Party. I'm not, or, I'm or not Trump, claiming to be brave. I'm just claiming to be no, where the country is right now. The country right. does not care as much for those partisan distinctions as the observers of politics would think. I went to the south side of Chicago. I went to Kensington in the inner city of Philadelphia. Now, those are places where Trump didn't go or where other Republicans don't go. Good for you. And, well, the thing that I found is that I uh, here's what I will say. I've probably done hundreds of campaign events. I have not been in a room 
that was more hardline on two things, closing the southern border and ending the war in Ukraine than an audience of 200, mostly 99% of them black Democrats in supposedly hardcore left. Doesn't mean they're right. Inner city or of the, Chicago, which is interesting. Doesn't though, but, mean they're right or it's not the right thing to do to keep funding their Ukraine war. We can come to that in a second, but my point was it a may not one, be. which is that the partisan yeah. boundaries on two of the most important issues of our time, probably the most important foreign policy question right now is what we do with the war in Ukraine and a fundamental issue relating to our southern border because they're turning South Shore High School into an encampment for migrants. It's a fascinating finding that no Republican has showed up there. Now, they differed from me drastically, and we had at it. And one woman walked out and left when I'm against racial reparations. And so we have real disagreements. But the most, and I'm not exaggerating this, the most vehement agreement for militarizing the southern border and taking $200 billion to aid in Ukraine for a community that says, wait a minute, A, this migrant's getting $7,000 per person per month in South Shore High School. B, we're sending $200 billion to some other country halfway around the world. What about me? And there are deep echoes of that in the non-establishment wing of the Republican Party as well, which is why I come back to the fact that, agree or not with the individual policy positions, I just don't think that right now, the moment we live in, R versus D no. captures it, which is inspiring, actually, I as mean, a possibility. I wish you were right. I don't think you are about that. Not, not that everything you said there was wrong. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's important stuff. I mean, I've, it's funny, you know, you're such a good talker and you're such a likable guy. I think you really could go far. I mean, I must say you're one of the few guys who I, I find both disarming and alarming. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Bill. That's a, um, that is a, but, but, but like, compliment. No, I, I mean it. it. No, I mean, look. You're attractive looking, you're young. The country is, first of all, here's a big advantage you have. Biden and Trump, people hate this matchup and they hate that there's two geriatrics. So you're like the most not that. They're both over twice my age, literally, yeah. (laughs) Right, and you know, you've got color in your face that's not either orange or, you know, ghostly. Uh, But these are all- There are older people who who can be sharp and there are younger people who have lost their wits, but- I think I, I, I would like to think, and, you know, I think so far we're having fun in this, bringing a young spirit to running the country. Even when I think about the cabinet, this is neither here nor there, but when I was running my companies, one of my philosophies was even in the industries that I was in, right? So the first industry was the biotech industry. The median age at our company for the biotech industry was young in terms of the people who work there. And for me, at least, and this is the way I would run the federal government, might be different for other people and the way they built their companies. But for me, I tend to find that people whose peak in their career is still yet ahead of them. I'm not going to say young or old because there could be people who are advanced in years whose peak is still ahead of them. But somebody, whoever it is, is their peak is ahead of them versus somebody who actually has a great resume. But by definition, if you have a great resume, it means you've accomplished great things. By definition, if you've accomplished great things for many people, that means that chances are your peak might be behind you and you're obsessed with talking about that. Boy, do we accomplish a lot more with people whose peak is still ahead of them. So my campaign, fully staffed by young people, my campaign manager is younger than me, you know, talk about the way I've built my companies. So for the federal government, when but I think about my you cabinet, have some older we're going to do the same. Are, are a few, around. a few, of course. You know, they're, they're, every society- But it will lean young, you're it will from skew a, young. You're from an ancient culture that seemed to understand like most cultures in the world. The village elders, yes, you know Confucianism in China. Like the, re, most countries, revere the elders for their wisdom. It's true. You have a great amount of energy at thirty-eight. You're super smart, but I do yep. see a something that alarms me truly. Fair enough. Because you don't have the wisdom about certain issues. I don't think you think Trump lost the election. Well, I think that big tech interfered. We, you and I have talked about this like a, a year ago. What the fuck does I, I want, that matter? I want to who, say- Who got the most? Of course, big tech interfered. They interfered for Trump. What, did, what was, largest, that was all about Fox illegal, News being- It's the largest illegal campaign contribution in human history. Okay, but who but, actually got more votes? Biden got, I mean, li- literally in terms of the number of votes that yes, were counted. and Biden won the states that- I've seen no evidence to suggest there that is there none. was- That's why you yeah. haven't seen it. And, and so Biden won the Electoral College. I want to come back. Wait, there's, just there's answer this. Topic. No, no, yeah. you can't come back. You can't play politician Well, I want to come now. back to after we're done with this. Did, Cause, cause the did elder, Biden elder win the correct, the amount of electoral votes that they said he won and therefore is the legitimate president? 
I think the reason he's oh, not the right reasons. answer. No, the, the reason the reason the election was rigged now was you, big tech. That's really the answer. Bill, and, and it I'm David doesn't driven. matter. It big doesn't tech matter, is though. always yes. It, it does, does matter. matter. Here's what matters. But also, but we can't we can't at the moment. I, it's happened. I accept Biden's the president. Duly elected president of the United States. I Everybody said at the time. Everybody does bad now. things during campaigns, including using big tech. What matters is then who got the most votes. We have to start with somewhere that's real. That's what's real. Who won those states that puts him in the White House? And you cannot just say to me, yes, Biden won the election. Because yes. It, well, well, I've already I said that at the time. I said so at the Biden time and I said won it the election. Biden I can't had the see, most votes in the election. Biden had the most votes. You can't say those words. It's like you're a husband who can't say. No, Biden had. But, but the the, re, the reason is, Bill. I mean, there's good data on this. We were systematically suppressed. The Hunter Biden bribery story, which is relevant today. That's what on you, the eve of an election where most people who were independent said many people who were independent enough to change the outcome of the election said they would have changed their vote had they had access to that information. It's the okay, greatest Trump, form of election interference in human history. No. That's actually the fact. That would be Russia, if you're listening, please find Hillary's emails and then release them on WikiLeaks. That was the biggest breach. You, I, I mean, you can't really believe it. You're, you're talking about James Comey and, and his statements before the 2016 election. I'm talking about Trump. Trump said that. I don't need James Comey. Trump said, Russia, if you're listening, you don't remember that I, moment? I, I mean... You don't remember that? I, I, don't, I don't particularly remember that moment, but I'm talking about oh, large yeah. technology companies it, in this last election. Okay. I just think if we don't learn from that bill, we're destined to make the same mistakes again. But here's what I'll say. I, can't, I don't That's believe you. That's an example you of that, what you'll call lack of wisdom. Okay, and, but and, and we can agree to disagree on that. You're, you're running as like, I'm not the bullshitter guy like the other guys. And then you just told me you don't remember when Trump said, I actually if don't, you, but, but it was I, but a go, giant go moment that's been replayed a zillion times. Back when I was and in business. A, and and, and you're, uh, oh, really? You were that out, tuned out from politics? I mean, whether and, what Trump was saying on a given day in 2016. Not a given not day. Really. That, was, that was replayed a zillion times because it was he was impeached over this. I think the, the impeachment, though, I can talk about. I mean, the impeachment was on a flawed basis. I mean, that's a hard reason. We oh. now understand. But here's the problem what, right what now. About the we are still spending, and this is why I'm in this race. We have spent literally seven years now relitigating and rehashing that series of events that whatever they are is not going to change. Well, yes. And because I think that that's what's wrong with this election right now as well. Well, that's the nature of justice. When people commit crimes, if they're not punished for it, then they tend to commit the crimes again. So the fact that I mean, we're I think still talking about it, yes, he's, he's got I mean, four. We have, I think these indictments are deeply politicized. I think they're a bad idea for the future of the country. Well, let's just talk about the one that matters, the one where he tried to overthrow the United States government. You don't think that that— You're talking about the third one from Jack I'm Smith. I'm talking the about— The Jack Smith indictment. Absolutely. So I believe— that I would, of course, I would have made very different judgments than Trump made that day. But Trump expressing his view on the outcome of the election, uh, even knowingly telling a lie, okay. is not unconstitutional. Great. It's, not, it's not a legal okay. violation. So Alvarez, the case which okay. 2012, but he didn't just, famously said he, politicians can have a First okay. Amendment right to lie. And Jack Smith's indictment okay. acknowledges that, which is the interesting part about this. Okay. But this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about things like putting up fake electors. That's not just words. They did that. A slate of fake electors. We're talking about a guy on tape saying, this is the one that came down the other day about Georgia, a guy on tape saying, I need you to find me 11,780 more votes. Now, that alone, if I just had that, wouldn't that be a case? I what? need you to find me, he's saying and, to and the- And they didn't do it, right? But that, oh, so, yes, so, I so tried to rob is, a bank the what, other what day law, and I didn't what is, get the money. What law, I mean, here's where I'm at. What, Not every bad judgment or every bad act is a crime. Oh my God. What law did that violate? He's the president. What law did that violate? Uh, probably the oath of office that he took when he would that's, that's defend not, the United States. That's not what is something more we essent- could- I mean, George Bush violated the oath of office. What is more? When he sent, when he sent troops to Iraq. You this is why we vote people out. That's how elections I work. I know, but. So I, I think I would, that's the fundamental difference on how we do things in the United States, where well, you're taking deeply held judgments that you disagree with. Great. Go to the ballot box. No, vote. That's how we do things in the United States of America. Which you is exactly what, what, exactly what he's on trial for. One of the counts is 
I think it's cheating a, people out of their vote. The question what, is, what's best for the country at this point in time? Well, and I do not diff- think that in the middle of an election. Well, the first thing we we can decide. I agree I with mean, you that look at the timing of this indictment. I agree with you that it may prove that we may look back on this and say because the, the indictments only make Trump stronger. He's like a rapper. You know, the more times he gets arrested, the more street cred he has. And I think you know the idea that Republicans don't like him because he's they love that he's a they the porn stars they love that he was fucking porn. They love to be fucking porn stars, Republicans, gay porn stars. But still, I, I think Bill. To really understand what's going on in the country, we have, first of all, right now, on one hand, the son of a U.S. president collecting multi-million dollar bribes from foreign countries that that president is now arguably making good on in different ways. Oh, gosh. And on the other hand, uh, we have- Yes, I mean, that's a true. The- sitting, former, a former president of the United States that currently, by the way, it would be a lot easier for me if Trump were eliminated, by the way. Uh, and some of the recent polls this week, I'm in second- polling averages, right. I'm in third. It would be a lot easier for me if Trump were out of the way. I don't want to win this election by seeing a political opponent eliminated by the federal police state. I think that is a disastrous precedent unless to set he in this commi- country. Unless he committed crimes but, that but police Bill, should be apprehending him so for. Let's get, if you want to get into the details on this, let's get into the details. I, let's talk about the Espionage Act, which he's being charged under. That is the most un-American law in our history. Not in this. It's been ap- used to lock up anti-war activists. Okay, I'm hundreds not, I'm of not them. sure that is what he's being tried under. For for the second indictment, it is the Espionage Act that he's charged under for the documents case. Taking the documents. The documents. Okay, the you switched case. the cards there. Well, so many indictments. Looking. There's four of them that, at the exact exactly. same time. What's I'm going not on? Ta- it's not look, about the crime. I, if it was up to it's me, about eliminating the man. I, I wish they hadn't brought the Stormy Daniels one. I wish they hadn't even brought the. I mean, he's guilty of all these things, of course. I wouldn't well, have, I wouldn't have brought ones. the documents he's, one. He's not guilty of anything in the Stormy Daniels ones. You want to know why? I can, you're a smart guy. Let me just explain okay, this. I you. don't care about that no, one. Bill, it, I never cared about that. I know you don't care about that one, but it relates to the ones that followed because it's evidence that there's something else going on here. So, so you will agree with me on this one, okay? You say he's guilty of it. Well, let me just test you on this for a second, see how you feel. They said that he, the crime there was that he should have used campaign funds to pay hush money to the porn star. You know what? If he had used campaign funds to pay hush money, uh, that actually would have been more of a crime I'm with than you not doing one. it, right? I, I did a whole but thing if on you this. Have four, I, I'm, okay, I'm, so I, I'm, I missed pre that. I'm, with, I'm pre with you. You're pre with me on it, so I don't need to so, preach to the choir on it. Right, no, exactly. But the point is, if there's four of these separate things coming right. right at the same time, smack dab in the middle of an election. Because it happened. It's like they made it up. But, but Bill, they, I just told they, you they made they, this one he up. Tried, they literally made this he one tried, up. They, certainly they made did, this they one They certainly up. did not make up, excuse me, they certainly did not make up the idea that for, he tried every single possible way to steal that election. He tried it I was by, talking about the first one. He tried they made it that, about, that was literally made up tr- indictment. Well, I'm talking about the one that's important and you know what's important. He tried it through pressuring Mike Pence who was doing something in a very ceremonial role to pretend that he could change the vote. The fake electors. He pressured the secretaries of state and these the legislatures. They they think talked about bringing out the military. They talked about seizing voting machines. This country has done one thing that was more amazing than any other. Uh, they've done many amazing things, but to me, the jewel in our crown, the peaceful transference of power. So many countries cannot get this right. Yes. We were one of the few who could get it right. And one guy, your boyfriend, Donald Trump. Oh, come on. Broke this and come on. fucked don't, don't it. Give, don't give me That's the boyfriend exactly stuff. Come what, on, come on. I, I'm running against him in this race, okay? I think I, you're running this, to be his vice president. Well, I'm glad you smoked that view out. I've already said, and I'll say it again, I'm not going to work for... Any administration. So you would say no to it? Yeah, I would say no. You would say no to the vice presidency if Donald yeah. Trump offered it to you? I don't do well in a number two role. I just don't. To start, you're 38. I don't do well in I've, I haven't been in a number two role in a long time. I think there's a lot of ways to change this country. Wow. And each person has to look in the mirror and ask themselves, how do you have the maximal impact you can? So I do it through the private sector. I so, three books in the last two years. I start so businesses. You, for That's you, what I only do. go right to the top or... Well, to me, it's not a hierarchy. It's not about a top. Well, it is. It's about where am I going to have you, the most impact? You will literally not be the second most powerful person in the world. If power were if power <laughs> were my currency and the probability adjusting my power calculus, yeah, of course you would take it. But if the question is actually how am I using my God-given talents to have a maximal positive impact on a country that has given me so much... 
being in that vice president role wouldn't be it. Ever take a look at the world and just want to see it through a slightly different lens? One that says, hey, it's going to be okay. Not, we're all going to die. This is where microdosing can help. It's getting recognized more by people looking to improve their health and performance. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Whether you're seeking relief from pain, anxiety, better sleep, a creative boost, or just to relax at the end of the day, or the beginning, or the middle, Microdose gummies are the perfect solution. And if you want more of a macro dose of THC, they also make higher dose gummies that are available in six strains, including Granddaddy Sour OG and Cotton Candy Kush. Microdose gummies are available nationwide. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Simply go to microdose.com and use the code RANDOM and save 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to microdose.com and use code RANDOM to save 30% and receive free shipping. Microdose gummies, because being healthy doesn't have to be boring. Go to microdose.com today. Friday, September 1st, I'll be at the ACL Live at the Moody Theater in Austin, Texas. Saturday, September 2nd at the Texas Trust CU Theater in Grand Prairie. That's between Dallas and Fort Worth. I looked on the map. Uh, And Friday, September 15th and Saturday the 16th at the David Copperfield Theater at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Do you like true crime? Check out the new season of Hot and Deadly, a true crime podcast from ID about murder and betrayal. These episodes feature direct audio from ID's all-American true crime shows, Swamp Murders, Highway to Hell, and Southern Fried Homicide. You'll hear from investigators and family members close to these cases and learn about some shocking stories, like how a bank president was found at the bottom of a swamp and what happened when a former prom teen went missing. You can also listen to all of season one now. It's a lot of true crime and all available to listen to today. Listen to Hot and Deadly wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, that, I, that's the I mean, part that's just... I love about you. You know, it's like I agree uh, and I find it just heartening when I see somebody who, like, I mean, your parents weren't even born in this country, right? No. I mean, this is, I mean, no money Obama, to this I'll, I'll, I'll say something, you'll probably uh, agree with this. Obama, when he ran, like, and when he was in office, sounded more like um, your rival um, from South Carolina, um, Tim Scott. Yeah, he did a little bit, actually. Well, I mean, he it was he more aspirational, I mean, aspirational yes. and like not discounting racism, but not making it the number one thing and like everything is about that. Yes. That was Obama, and that seems like Tim Scott today. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of similarities in that sense between the two of them. Absolutely. Aspirational for the country. My right. view is the American dream. Is, so Tim, here's where I'm a little different than but Tim his Scott. His big line was, I, my story is not possible in any other country. Obama yes. used to say that. that was remember that one? I do remember that one. <laughs> okay, that and one, it stuck yeah. with me. All right. So, I mean. And I think there's a, there's it, a deep truth to that. He doesn't say that anymore, interestingly. He, well, think, that's what I'm saying. He changed it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When people say, Bill, you've gotten more conservative, I'm saying, no, they changed, not me. I loved that. You're allowed to change, too. I mean, you're a human being. I am, change. and I do. With, I always yeah. change with new yeah. information. Um, and sometimes I have changed. But basically, I've just been working on a book of all our old editorials. So I read every one going back to 2003. And it was a great way to like discover, like archaeology-wise, yeah. myself. And I'm like, what's I, I love that. And yeah, I loved it, too. And, and you know, the t- first 10... 15 years of real time, it was much more one-sided making fun of the Republicans because the left gave me nothing. Obama (laughs) was a disaster for comedians. (laughs) He was perfect in every possible way. I mean, there was nothing you could... You know, I may say that differently, but I see where you're coming from. Well, it drove the Republicans nuts. From a left-wing perspective. Well, his personal life, the fact that no corruption, and they were looking for it. The fact that Obamacare was like paid for, things Republicans used to care about, paying for things. Their big program was, now it's just anybody writes a check for anything, both sides. The Republicans are just the hypocrites because they pretend that they're the fiscally responsible. Well, the way I look at it, that's why I don't talk about Republicans and Democrats, like I said. I think they're but you're far running more a, right. on the same party than they are not. But Even if in two-party systems, you, you got to use ballot access to get on a ballot. And that's your team. You can't can't alienate them. They're, you're going to have to. I know you only want to be number one. I want to unite the entire country. I want to unite the entire country. And I think there's. Well, two you theories. can't. 
Well, Bill, I, I'm hopeful that we can. I think this, <laughs> this but, but, but I share you that one, bro. Yeah, but here's what I would say is like 20 years from now, I don't think we can. I think we're in a window where we have a shot at getting this done on actually not celebrating our okay. diversity, but actually finding a common thread that all of us okay. still share as Americans. But I think it exists. Can I give you some campaign advice? Yeah. You, it, you're a, such a personable guy. You're so smart and you're, you, the energy is amazing. But unless you soften on Trump, the, the, at least half the country that knows that he's an obnoxious criminal, they're never going to accept you as the guy who can unite us. I can't accept you as See, that. T- take, take like a Chris and Christie I'm somebody figure who's in this. I'm somebody me. who is like- It's in a different place. I'm, I'm not motivated by vengeance and grievance. Do you know how much shit I get from the left? A lot. I know be- you do. Be- yes. I know you do. Because and I, I That's why I'm here. And I respect I, you. Thank you. Because you can and actually respect- speak to, in some ways, your own tribe. I, it's like my right? thing is, if you expect me to get on the crazy train with you, mm-hmm. and, and if I don't, then I, I lose my liberal card, fuck you. You're changing what liberalism, not me. So, you know, I'm a guy who could be your, like, biggest supporter kind of guy, right? Because I understand your critiques of the left, and a lot of them are valid, not all of them. But that is a albatross around your neck. The, the inability to call Trump and just the, the most fundamental thing about America, once again, not to beat a dead horse, but the peaceful transference of power. One guy said, finally, no, I'm just not going to say it. There is no possible scenario. You should read the, the, the transcript of what he was saying to the, secre- to the person in, yeah, Raffsenberger in Georgia, the one he's just on trial for now. Now, we know about the... Um, I, I need you to find 11,000 votes line. The one that I found so chilling, at the beginning, he says, right away, he said, uh, you know, if you saw the lines, I just saw the lines of the people waiting to see me, and uh, there's no possible way I could have lost Georgia. This is a guy who thinks he couldn't lose the state because the lines at his event, this is like me saying, you know, I'm going to be at the uh, MGM Grand September 16th and 17th. Uh, That's true. And like I could go outside after the show and I saw the lines to see my show and uh, there's no way I'm not the biggest act in Las Vegas. Bill, can I just make an observation? He's crazy. Can I make an observation? He's stupid and crazy. You got to make an observation here. Got to decouple. Well, from I'm Donald running, Trump. That's I'm, the past. I am running as my own man in this race to lead us to something. And here's the thing. And this is not specific to Trump. But Trump, anyone, everyone in this race running is included in this when I say this. The Republican Party for a long time has been a party that has been running from something. Okay. Here are all the evil things and we're running from them. I think I am the only person in this race who is actually trying to lead us to something to an actual vision of what it means to be an American. You are a thoughtful man. Okay, I am here because I, you are not shackled by some party's orthodoxy. <laughs> Plainly. Plainly. <laughs> or and anything. Can, and, 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 and I'm glad that we've done it twice over the last few years, and you've read some of my books, and I've read a lot of your work. And there's so much that we could be delving into. This question of, you know, is there a role for the village elder or not? Interesting. Is there a common thread that unites this country or not? I mean, I think that's the most important question of our time. There's room for debate on it. You could just say we're a bunch of two-legged higher mammals with different shades of melanin walk in this geographic space and do what our iPhones tell us to do on a given day. Is that the country? Or is there some set of still remaining ideals that bind us together? That is the conversation that I think we need to have in this country. And yet I'm worried the same thing is going to happen next week on the Republican debate stage that's happening right here is we are suffering a form of derangement about the recent past that at some point we are all going to have to say we lay down arms and ask ourselves, do we actually want to move forward or do we actually just want a national divorce? Yeah. And that like, was, do you want the divorce and again, to just be done with it? That, and go home and call it a ball game. That sounds more like Obama. That was Obama. Let's move forward. Yes, I, I, I don't want to sort of take, I, mean, I, I deeply disagree with Obama or any things, but I know you mean that in a good way, but let us move forward as one nation. And that's the challenge. We live in a more challenging time well, than we did even in 2008. And so let me just ask you, do you believe, Bill, that there is 
Like, there it is. I have friends to who, who would give me the answer to this question. The answer they would give is no. And that we need to get a national divorce and move on with it. I have friends both on the right and the left this, this, who say this, which is which is saddening to this me. This talk has to stop. It is saddening to me. Right. No, Deeply we, saddening. We, we agree on that. And, and, so, and so then what is that common thread that unites us? What is it? We think it exists. Let's talk about it. Merit, meritocracy, the thing that my parents came here to pursue. But that doesn't unite us anymore. Because that, see, this is. I think it unites most people, but if you're viewing this country through the prism of a TV screen or a social media algorithm, Um, then it looks like we don't. The people who watch MSNBC. Which aren't very many, which is a good thing. Okay, actually. but they vote and they're, and they, and they. And but this influence. is an important point. Okay. That's my okay. whole point is it's a small it's a, sliver of the population that creates the image uh, yes. of an artificial division that I think is mostly okay. artificial. But, but I really these, do. But those, there is a, that is, let's, we have to admit that that is a, this is what you're always railing against. Yeah. That is a powerful faction in this country. And I'm kind of done railing against and, it. And though. you can't. I'm at a different phase than when we first met. Okay. Because we had to see the problem and we did. Okay. Now, what are we running to? Okay. That's where but I'm wait. at. Those folks, they, you're, you're assuming, I'm making a point of this because I think it's important. You're assuming um, that this is going to unite us. Meritocracy. Yes, there, wa- there was a time when everyone believed in meritocracy as the most important thing. But now, the other side, those people watching that network believe in something called equity. I'm sure it's in your book. Mm -hmm. And there are definitions of equity, which, of course, you would understand. Yes, absolutely, we should strive for that. And then there is a form of equity that rubs right up against meritocracy. I mean, this is colleges getting rid of... Affirmative action. Well, no, exams. Oh, exams. Oh, you're saying the you other know, direction. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying it's not about merit. So, we we so, don't care what your score is. So I think the- you're smoking out a good point. Group outcome <laughs> equality, yeah. group outcome equity, and meritocracy are fundamentally incompatible. They are at odds. They're, they're, yes. I would say if you take both of them seriously to their natural limit, they're, un, they're incompatible. Well, that doesn't mean you can't have a, a mixture of two things, maybe not 50-50, but, I mean, there do needs to be... Redress. The point I was going to make for you is, from my <laughs> perspective, is most people share one vision of that in this country. Enough people share. I think it's, I think it's 50-50. I think it's easily 80-20 in the direction of people who believe in actual free speech, believe in meritocracy, believe in self-governance, right? The idea that at least Congress should make the laws and not three-letter agencies in Washington, D.C. I think most people believe that that's a good thing. That's what our founding fathers believed. I, I mean, think you know, we may disagree on what the laws the Congress should make, but you, we agree that Congress you, should be the one making them. When you put it vaguely like that, a poll of people would say, yes, we agree with Like that. an overwhelming majority. But then when you done. got to the specifics of threatening agencies. Or shutting that, down an FBI. Or something like that. So and, actually, look, and you know what? I'll give you that one. Not that I think we should necessarily do it. I'm keeping 15,000 of the 35,000. Your FBI right? idea is not as crazy as I thought. Okay. That's a good, that's a win. Can I give you the Department of Education and for you also, too? also, the fact about 20,000 of them yeah. work in that one building in D.C., I didn't know that. See, when I get new information, I do. I process it, and I might change my mind. I don't think I'm all the way to let's get rid of the FBI. Well, <laughs> I, I would say... But a, a streamlining certainly let me, seems let me, in order. Let me just, like, if I said let's reorganize the FBI to put generalist agents into specialized functions in other bureaus in the federal government. Right. Okay. I think you would respond well to All that. Right. That's effectively what my proposal so is. So do you talk about something like that in Iowa? I talk about it in New Hampshire. I was at St. Anselm College. First time this has ever happened. You know, the prosecutor will unveil like a, you know, a giant poster board. You've seen these things. So what we did is we took giant poster boards explaining, like literally boxes moving them around for the FBI, the Department of Education, and then the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is one that I did as well. I mean, this is an agency hmm. whose culture is fundamentally hostile to the existence of nuclear energy in the United States of America. It used to be three to four years to build a new nuclear power plant in the United States. You know what it is now? 25 to 40 years. I talk about this all the time. You do? Okay. Well, about, about like the fact that nothing gets done in this country because these just obscene levels of graft and bureaucracy. 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 We can't build ha- home, ha- home housing for the homeless. That's totally right, though, because, we because we, bureaucracy stops new housing construction. 
it is the chokehold in our country. So, so the premise of my, I have two oh, premises. If you, could get, if you could get through I'm that. I'm the anti-bureaucracy candidate. 70, and, but, but you can't be scared when I say things like, I want to fire 75% of the federal employee headcount. I just do. Most organizations. I, 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 I mean, mean, think I don't of your how, organization. Oh, oh government. Ninety percent of the people, twenty-five percent of the people do ninety percent of the work. No, That's the, the answer. No, my my operation is lean. Okay, fine. It's not the federal They're government. They're all good. In the federal government, twenty-five percent of the people yes, do ninety percent of the work. Because because the federal government, of course, does not have to answer to anybody. And there's no there's meritocracy, no, right? And because they have these civil well, service. Well, I mean, there is at certain levels. Minimal. And look, there is a lot. I, I don't know this this number. And so if you're anti-bureaucracy with this, me, though, this, join me in not being scared okay, when I okay, say the things that we okay. need you to fix. No, uh, what I'll say to, is this. The, the figure you come up with, 75%, is uh, what I would call rectum-derived. In other words, you pulled it out of your ass. So I don't know where we're getting that number. But I, I will say this. The, the federal government, the deep state that you're also paranoid oh, about. Oh, I, I, the deep state exists. It's the bureaucracy. Of course it does. It and is the bureaucracy. Right, and most of it is people processing forms and issuing passports and doing things that make the lives of citizens and this feel is like how, they're living not in a third world country. And where, this is how a nation ends, not with a bang, but with a Really? Whimper. This is how a, a nation ends with having my passport processed? So here's my, here's my litmus test. Yeah, that's how a nation... George Washington, I think so. The, George Washington, you would agree Alexander Hamilton, walk in the streets of this country today, would they be proud or appalled of that bureaucracy? I think they would be appalled because they never imagined I, I agree. that that existed, The right? Department of Homeland Security is a monster. It's a disaster. Right. Total disaster. But there is also the a CDC need for an is a disaster. The oh, FDA oh, we're all is on. a disaster. Absolutely. Right? The so, what one? The FDA. The FDA. The FDA is a the FDA is Totally. A, is, a, yes, is a colossal disaster. Of course. I, I, you know, I mean, I've dealt with the FDA. I've gotten five medicines oh, approved yes. that, I've, that I've worked on that are now approved. Right. Is, you know that one from the inside, one. right? We could have developed those at a tiny fraction of the cost. And you know what? Who likes the and, FDA? And, and you didn't because of government? Because the FDA. 100%. The FDA. Because of the frickin' drug administration. Mm. And the answer oh. is that Big Pharma wants to keep it that way because that stops new upstarts from bringing competition to market. And so this is the, you know, this is the private public sector. It's not yeah. a Republican problem or a Democrat problem. It's crony capitalism in the guise of bureaucracy. But how the heck Using you, it to stifle competition I, I, in the market. I, I couldn't agree more. But, I mean, all the people with their snouts at the trough, the reason why nothing gets done, we tried to build high-speed rail yeah. here in California. I mean... Lobbying. It, Disaster. It was, we, it was seven times the cost of what it would cost to build it in France, <clears throat> which is not exactly unknown to, to high cost to unions. labor yeah. yes. <laughs> right it's, issues. And so finally they just making us look bad. Even nuclear they just power gave plants, up. same thing. They just give up you know nuclear what? power plants in France five to eight because years, twenty years. The in this money country. went to consultants. Consult. Everybody needs so many consultants. Like nobody could even fucking know how to do their own job. They have to have somebody consult. This is it. Uh, you're, on the, you're not on no, the same I, side I, of this, No, we're brother. definitely on that. But this so is the much heart of, the, of my camp. So when you say deep state, don't say it so, like, condescendingly. Well. Understand that this is actually the okay. essence <clears throat> but, of the real threat to liberty as it plays itself But let's, let's say and you're 70. Okay. So let's say you're 75%, which is a <clears throat> pie-in-the-sky wish that'll never come true anyway. So well, It's going to come true. I'll tell you. I'll not, not to that number. Let's say it's maybe you're off. By, maybe your numbers in your head are just off by a little bit. So let's say we get to 50%. Like, we don't need half the government. That could be true. That absolutely could be true. And I've said half by the first year. And um, so if we discover that's good enough, then great. But, but here's it, where I'm at, is that... The U.S. president is elected to run the executive branch of the government. And what we have today is a system where the person who we elect to run the executive branch of the government doesn't actually run the executive branch of the government. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's just the truth. How do you know? I mean, it's, look at what they try to do. I mean, they, Trump says, I want to fire people. What did they tell him? You can't fire them because they're civil service protections. The oh, law says oh, you can't fire I thought we were talking somebody. about Biden. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying... In the last 50 years in this country, the people who we elect to run the government don't actually run the government. That's just a fact. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Jay. So the, if they walk around Washington, D.C., they, they say these are puppets. Well, who, who is running the government? A bureaucratic machine. 
the laws aren't made even okay. in the halls of Congress. <clears throat> the person executing the law is well, not the person sitting in the White House. It is a managerial machine. Okay, and these, but, are, these are good. I'm not I mean, conspiratorial it's, it's just, about the you know, evil intentions. See, these are good people as level of individuals. Like, but know, the machine you, you have a good is really what's crushing the will of the people. This is where I think we need a few more years on you. You, you, you have a good point, but then you just so overstate it. I'm not overstating it, Bill. Say it again. So the people who we elect to run the government, yeah, okay. they're not the ones this, who actually this, run the government. That's such an overstatement. The laws are not made in Congress. They are they're made, made in by Congress. The they're affected by the, by the bureaucratic That's what it's supposed state. to be. That's what it's supposed to be. Oh, come on. So, so I'll tell you, I'll get, so just get You're into the details. It, you got to get into the details. It's a ridiculous thing to say. The things that the FDA does have nothing to do with the law that Congress has passed. The things the EPA does to the coal industry have nothing to do, or the fossil fuel industry, have nothing to do with laws that Congress has passed. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the reason we don't have a new nuclear power plant in this country in 30 years, has nothing to do with Congress stopping it. So if you tell the people of this country we don't have new nuclear energy for 30 years, you'd say, oh, well, the people we elect, elect them out. It doesn't matter who you elect in or out. The fact has been the same for 30 years regardless. Because the real laws are made... by the administrative state. Okay, but you must know, and I'm with you, that we need more nuclear energy. Yeah, yeah. and the reason we don't, it's well, not going to re- change because Congress passes the law. The reason we don't is because people are, I think, uh, look, I'm not going to say they're ignorant about this issue because, look, I, I've been on the fence about this one before. It's a complex issue. But I don't think they're paying too much attention to the idea that, yes, until we get to real green energy being the major part of, or, or, you know, where we get our energy from, you're going to need nuclear. It's better than the other alternatives. Oh, yes, oh, it's when way it co- better than the other alternatives. I mean, the, the problem is when it goes bad, it goes very bad. It yeah. goes like end the world bad. Not so far that bad, but, but it could. But today, so you know what the irony is? So don't fuck it up. Well, you know what the irony is? So the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, that's stopping us from building new yeah. nuclear power plants, is in the name of safety. So in the United States right now, we have Gen 1 and Gen 2 reactors. We don't really have many Gen 3 and we have no Gen 4. The only country with a Gen 4 reactor is China. Gen 4 and Gen 3 are way safer than Gen 1 and Gen 2. And so the irony is in the name of looking after the people and protecting them. Yeah, no. We actually have neither helped on innovation nor have helped on safety. And the FDA, by the way, is the same story. And so, Bill, all I would say is if you agree not, with me on this, well, I, you've got to be willing yeah, to actually gut I, Yes, the and monster. I'm telling you, I am a great focus group for you because I am a I'm guy. i this. Yeah. Because I am a guy who is sympathetic to a lot of the things. I appreciate that. You're, right. But then... So, know, then, so then let, you're let's on move, the, you're, let's you roll know, this one forward. Even when you're on the two-yard line, you fuck let's it roll up. This, by... Let's roll this one forward, Bill. Maybe huh? maybe right now, because we have no points on the board, maybe we just kick a field goal. And what do I mean by that? <laughs> what do I mean by that? It means you don't I have don't to agree with 100% or right. close to 100%. Totally. In order to just right. say, half the job of a U.S. No, president is character. No, that's true. But it's okay. got to be more than four. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I do. Um, again, but, I th- this but, is serious. But I think point. it is more than four between you and I. That's I, my point. I am a good focus group for you because I am a gettable guy. Eighty percent of this country is, by the way. But there, um, there are you pl- represent eighty. You represent closer right. to and the majority of the Democrat base than the right. people who are elected in office. And a lot of it comes down to the actual people. A That's lot of us have to know that you're an actual patriot who believes in what America has always stood for, which is votes count. I do. We, we transfer power peacefully. We don't let a sore loser pretending to be some macho man cry. That so much he so. He cannot believe he lost the I election. I'm going to give you one that you and I will agree with potentially I mean, here. I know you so can't you say will, it because you want to be his vice president. I, I so you want to be his vice president, Bill. I already told well, you. Okay, but, but, maybe, but well, maybe you'll change. In a, in a, in a, I mean, okay. Honestly, You'd, the idea of working for somebody right now feels like a sharp poke in the eye. Like right now, that's the sensation I'm experiencing. I have not reported to somebody in over a decade. I know. And I just don't do well in that, that role. But, you but, know, can I just say something on a personal level? I got to tell you uh, one thing. And, uh, to help, I feel, again, I like you. I want to help you. I like you. you back, brother. I know, I know, and I appreciate you so making time to come in. I know, I appreciate it. And you are going to go a lot further. You're not at the. You're not at your, your, your floor. Oh, we're just getting warmed up, yeah, I think. I you're, no, because, first of all, you're going to appeal to young men and young men tend right right 
They, I think that's the hardest people to get in the voting booth. They see a guy who looks like you, again, not rapping, <laughs> but look, you dress sharp. You look like you could be at a club. They well, are. This is what do they call this club? And, club random. We're at right. right we're at club. <laughs> exactly. So we're literally at a club. At a club, right at a club. And they're going to see this guy who's who's young and he's fresh. And and of course they don't know anything. The kids. So like if you say get rid of the IRS, they're like, sure, I'm going to pay taxes one day. That's going to suck. Let's get rid of them. Um, you know, and just the stuff that like it just it's you're like a, a good version of Andrew Tate. You know, they're just going to like you and that i think you could excite a, a, a group of people that we haven't seen we want to bring young people along right to care about this country well yeah i want to make patriotism cool again for young people yes. i want to make patriotism you, I as a concept can. cool in this country and you don't have to be way, ashamed of the american flag i hope this is cool i hope this isn't too uh, personal but uh, i mean it in the best possible way i think the fact that you are who you are again if we could just <laughs> get rid of a little of the trump stuff um, uh, and that you are a person of color is an advantage. I think it is the right moment. I think it's in, happening in the right party, a party that is very sort of, uh, you know, they know that in the past, in the recent past, including sometimes the present, they are racist, and they have been. I mean, Reagan started his campaign in Philadelphia, Mississippi, which was a, a Here's- undeniable signal that he was okay with here's race. My, here's my situation. So, here's but my they're better right than now. they were, and the fact well, that I mean, they there's... like you, that they like you, and I think they're going to like you a lot more. I mean, they're just getting to know you. The people I didn't mean, know me like six months ago. Right. So here's, here's the I thing. I think they're I better mean, than they used to be, but there's still a lot look, of racism. I, I think, I think that... <laughs> in that party. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of... I mean, what do you call racism when you say you want? You know, I mean, I'll give you a quote. The remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. That's racism too. That's Kendi. It's Kendi. You know yes. it. You're all over it. So, yes. not so down, my point not is, down with that. look, if you're like a psychologist and you got a patient that comes in with anxiety, you don't shout them down by saying, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious. <laughs> right. It's, they're going to have a bout yeah. of anxiety. I think where we are in this country with respect to racism, I'll use an analogy based on you, you know, lighting that and watching that you know, taper out is it's like the last burning embers of racism. That's where we are, actually. I'm serious. I'm just a visual person. All right, I'll vote for you. It's the last. You got burning, me with that one. It really is. And so the last. What I don't want to do is right as that's burning out. I don't want to come in and throw kerosene on it by saying, "Don't be racist." That's what we'd be doing. <coughs> so we're almost at the promised land. But we may not be that close, but we're we're we are way. We're let's a hair's live- trigger away from a national revival. We can be. It's not going to happen automatically. You like, you like my slogan, let's live in the year we're living in. Let's, I'm right? with you on that. Isn't that great? I'm with you on that. Let's bro. live in the year. Let's just, that's all I ask. And you know what else I'm going to do in this election is, is I'll make, I, I've, I've promised some people I'm going to um, meet them as, as you know, so I got to probably roll pretty soon, but this is too fun for me. But here's, here's the thing I will say in this election. If I'm the nominee and whoever the Democrat nominee is, Joe Biden or anybody else, I'll make a deal. The deal is shun super PAC money, and I will do the same thing. And I'll make the same deal in the Republican primary. Right now, the Republican primary, a big part of the problem is it's a super PAC primary. I mean, super PAC puppets, one after the other. I'm not playing that game. I'm putting my own money directly into the campaign. I can't wait to see the debate but, but with this you is, and Christie and Trump. And we're going to, oh, okay, well, that's not going to be next week. No, no, <laughs> it not It could next. be in a couple months, though. I know, but yeah. you're in for sure. Oh, I'm in for sure. Because yeah. you're like number two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and DeSantis. Oh, I this is like must see TV. It's gonna be kind of fun, right? No, because like these guys are gonna know they're in with a guy who can talk and think on his feet. I mean, you're we're gonna have you fun. Know, it's we're gonna yeah, have fun. Look. But the what I would say is across the board, you know, laws are complicated on this and Citizens United this and that. But if we do a handshake deal and say none of us are going to show up at fundraisers with super PACs or anything else. We're just done playing that game. That's another thing that will unite this country. This used to be a left-wing slogan. I yeah. think the right is actually has a mood but, for this right now. So there's, there's, there's these... But you know, we tried this moment. a million times. You know, the, the, let's get money out Via of Via the law. Let's get what money. What I'm saying is let's actually do it through actually our norms. Oh. And our practice. Because the laws are complicated because of the First Amendment and the court, well, court etc. 
But this election, that's something I will hold my promise to if the other candidates do. In the GOP primary, if everybody just agrees as a handshake agreement, we're just going to shun super PACs. And then I do the same thing in the general. So and this is the stuff of uniting a country, man. So where are you off to? When is your next event? Now, you so, came from Iowa. I mean, you flew, I'm right? like all over the... I've been in like six states in the last Today? 72 hours. No, 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 <laughs> 72 hours. But but we're... Um, you know, we got the debate next week. And, you know, it's my what first debate? time. The, the Republican debate. That's next week? First one's next Wednesday. <gasps> a week from today. Is Trump in? Trump is in, but he won't show up. Or he's supposedly not going to show up. But everybody else is. So DeSantis, myself, Pence, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, all that. Christy. Christy. Yeah, he's in too. So that'll be fun. He, you, and next he, Wednesday. you and he, that's going to be the debate. Because he's the one who talks like I do about Trump now. Yeah, you know him? I've never, I haven't met him in no, person. No, but Christie is a Trump attacker. Yeah. And you're a Trump defender. That's going to be the, that's going to, it's going to be We'll have a healthy dialogue, let's say No, that. no, I mean, yeah. you know you're up against the champ there. As, yeah, far, yeah. as far as like a politician who can talk, he also can talk and think on his feet, so. I'm a first timer, he's experienced. Take let's your, see how, take your let's, let's get that ready night. to roll, man, yeah. All right. It's good seeing you as always. I'm glad that we can do this, not agree on everything, and we're still where we were. We love each other and we love this country. Exactly. And like that's what America's about. Okay. I appreciate that, brother. Good luck out there. Now, where, are you going to a fundraiser fun. now? We're going to a, a dinner. It's not formally a fundraiser. Yeah, but, but you'll but, take their yeah. money if yeah. they offer it, huh? Yeah, I'm just not going to be a circus <laughs> monkey jumping for it. But Boy, if uh, I had your money, I'd throw mine away. Club.